Hi, everybody. This is Tom Oglesby on FM 98.3 KCRD. We've got a great show today. Episode number 30. We're recording on St. Valentine's Day. Art Galoon is with us. And Colleen, are you ready? We're ready. Begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious gracious Virgin Mary, Mary, that that never was it known that that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is a great show. You want to listen to the entire item. We've got... um, well, it's Valentine's Day, Colleen, and we are just days away, a few months, from when the Supreme Court takes a look at Roe versus Wade. And we've talked about that for years, and we've got a guest, a local guest, who knows quite a bit here, a nationally recognized speaker, Art Galoon. Hi, Tom. Colleen, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Just so we can prove to everybody that you know what you're doing, give us a background on what you've been working on for 45 years. Well, I've been a lawyer. I'm heading into my 45th year here in Dubuque. And um, I uh, went to Notre Dame and then Iowa Law School and was licensed starting in 1978. I'm licensed in Iowa and Wisconsin in the state and federal courts in Iowa, the state courts in Wisconsin, the appellate federal courts, and also to practice before the United States Supreme Court. And uh, I'm currently vice president of and still on the board of directors of Dubuque County Right to Life since we formed in 1986. Wow. And I have followed the abortion debate and uh, occurrences since uh, Colorado became the first state to legalize abortion in 1967 when I was a freshman in high school. I think wow. most and people would be surprised to learn it was Colorado. Yeah, not I New think York. most people would guess New York. Yeah, no, Colorado was first. So in any event, we have a lot to talk about, and I know your listeners want to know what's going on nationally and uh, locally and statewide in regard to right to life issues and so forth. And just a plug for Dubuque County Right to Life, who I'm here representing. We consider ourselves the tri-state leading educator on the abortion issue. We have an office at 2205 Carter Road here in Dubuque, right at Carter and Asbury. We have a lending library. We have an executive director, uh, uh, Augustine Payne, and uh, Paige Johnson as our executive assistant. And they do a great job. You're welcome to stop in. Check us out on dcrtl.org or our Facebook website. We have anyone who wants to be involved in the pro-life debate can stop in and get any information they want to support their position and to reject the pro-abortion arguments that think killing the unborn is an answer to a crisis pregnancy. Yeah, and even though Dubuque County Right to Life is certainly known um, for their work in the abortion issue, without a doubt, uh, they also do a lot of good work when it comes to euthanasia. Right. And that really is is a, a push that we're seeing more and more of. And, and tonight we're going to talk about abortion, but Dubuque County Right to Life is really premier in the Midwest. Yeah, our charter is to educate on abortion, infanticide, and euthanasia as our primary education efforts because uh, if you don't have life at the beginning of life, you don't have life at all. And um, at the end of life, the same principles that have dragged us into this pro-abortion culture that some would say we exist in, at least legally, uh, all of those arguments are coming around now to haunt us at the end of life, too, where we're seeing assist, physician-assisted suicide and those kinds of bills being proposed all over, and legalized all over the country. So, Art, this is episode 30. Colleen, you and I have talked at least a half dozen of the episodes that before the court... 
the big court, the Supreme Court, Roe is is under scrutiny and it's it's teetering. It's not looking good, but it's not the end. It's it's the beginning that it really changes the the dynamic here. It does. It'll go back to the states, and Art will talk about that too. But we do want it to go to the state level. I mean, I'd rather have a fight at the state level than at the federal level. Because. Because you can call up your local representatives, because you can go to Des Moines, because you can influence many more people right here in our own neighborhood um, than we can at the federal level. So, Art, that gives us some background of where you've been and what Colleen and I and the rest of the listeners have been listening and talking about for, well, when did we start? 30 episodes ago, middle of the year last year. This is complex. Where do we start? Well, I'd like your listeners and supporters to know just some of the basics. And the biggest myth around the abortion issue has been that we don't have abortion on demand in this country. We have had abortion on demand in this country since Roe versus Wade and a companion case called Doe versus Bolton in 1973. And unfortunately, the pro-abortion media has foisted upon the American people the idea that there's some limitations on abortion. There really aren't. Iowa's a good example. We have a feticide law that prohibits killing an unborn child in Iowa after the second trimester. However, there's language in there that says, unless it's necessary to preserve the life or health of the woman or the mother. And that comes from Roe versus Wade, which said the U.S. Constitution had a right to abortion in it. And then a companion case of Doe versus Bolton defined health to mean everything from psychological health to Uh, concern about poverty and and life circumstances so that in Iowa and every state in the union since 1973 there's been no meaningful restriction on abortion for any woman who could get a doctor to say this is necessary to preserve her life or health and not emergent health not an emergency situation Um, so I don't think our our listeners really understand that I, I don't that, I'm glad you said that yeah. because I think most people listening had no idea. They don't. And Iowa's a typical, it's typical in Iowa. Uh, Wisconsin also has, for example, a 24-hour waiting period and some some restrictions on so-called restrictions or uh, protections for unborn children, as Iowa tries to, when you think, you know, we have a fee, it's, it's against the law in Iowa, on the book, supposedly, to kill an unborn child. There's an exception for abortion. And so that... Uh, in Iowa, you can have an abortion any time up to the moment of birth, and that is true in every state, in all 50 states. And the reason is because although states have passed laws that presumably on their face protect the unborn after so-called viability, wherever they choose to pick viability, or in a certain trimester, all those exceptions fall by the wayside when it's necessary in the opinion of a doctor and the woman who presumably desires an abortion to preserve the life or health. So without trying to sound trite about it and understanding we have terrible and want and sympathy for women in crisis pregnancies, it covers everything from a headache to a hangnail. And so that's not to, meant to be trite, but it's to illustrate the, it's exp- true. the expanse of reasons a person can have an abortion. So it, our goal is, as pro-life people, to find answers for women in crisis pregnancies that protect them from the horrors of abortion, which we've seen in legalized abortion, and protect their unborn children and find a way to foster and support financially in other ways, the answers we know will help them. So that uh, there's over 3,000, as an example, there's over 3,000 crisis pregnancy centers in this country. The structure is already set up to help women 
if Roe is reversed, for example. And why is that important? Well, because till now, the federal government has funded Planned Parenthood to the tune of a half a billion dollars a year. And How much? And a half a billion. Four, More than four. a million a day. Yeah, for their abortion clinics. And they push on people, push on women in crisis, that abortion is their answer. When we talk to women at Dubuque County Right to Life, they come to us and for information and education, and we can refer them to Birthright, the Clarity Clinic, um, Mary's Inn, and so forth. But when they come to us, they say, I felt like I had no choice. I had nowhere to turn. My parents were pushing me. My boyfriend was pushing me. My partner was pushing me. I needed to finish my education. I couldn't pay my rent. I have too many children. All, all real issues for women facing crisis pregnancies. And at Dubuque County Right to Life and other places, what we're trying to do is change the culture, change the law, so that we support and fund as a nation alternatives to abortion that have a better outcome than saying to a woman in crisis, here's $400, $500, go have an abortion and we'll see you later. The voice, you're, the voice you're hearing is Dubuque County attorney, a Dubuque attorney in Dubuque County Right to Life. Didn't want to get you to into a public office there, are you? That's okay. You've been doing this for 45 years, and you're talking about women coming in here, and they need uh, they need rent money. Talk about some of the stories here that you're you're doing, and, well, and let, what scenarios look like. Let me put in the context of this recent case. Everyone's most people have heard about this Dobbs case that was argued in front of the the right. United States Supreme Court on December 1st. And Dobbs is a Mississippi law that provides that that protects unborn children from abortion after 15 weeks. So the Supreme Court has to decide whether they want to maintain the row structure of viability that in all the different states have 12 weeks, 15 weeks, 24 weeks where they're going to protect mm -hmm. unborn children. And they're squarely faced with the issue of overturning Roe. And if they overturn Roe in the view of most pro-lifers, that will simply unleash us to help women so that instead of in Iowa City them going to the killing center at the Emma Goldman Clinic, which is located right behind a sorority at the University of Iowa, they will go to Iowa City Right to Life or Lynn County Right to Life or somewhere where they can get help. And not to, to jump ahead here, but in Iowa, for example, right now in the legislature, there's a Moms Act being proposed to go along with the pro-life legislation in Iowa. And the Moms Act is more options for maternal support. How long has this been out here? Well, it's just being proposed now because we've never had a realistic chance of getting it passed. You know, we have a pro-life, basically Republican legislature that will pass pro-life legislation here in Iowa. We have a pro-life governor. For the first time in decades. Well, correct, for the last several years. So we're, we can kind of jump around here a little bit. But the point being, as opposed to giving money to Planned Parenthood, the Moms Act would actually follow what Texas has done. And let's talk about Texas for a minute here, because the Dobbs, Act, or the Dobbs case uh, is the one that everyone's heard about, the Mississippi law mm -hmm. that, the, that the United States Supreme Court just heard argument on, on December 1st, I believe. So we expect to hear something by June as to whether they're going to uphold or reverse Roe. And there's if Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas, writes the decision, then they're going to reverse Roe, in my opinion, because he's waited 30 years to do it. He has seen Roe for 30 years of bad law and all the mess it's caused legally, where every state passes different laws about viability, what they think it is, when they think it is. And the whole point of it is to get it back, as you mentioned earlier, to the people. 
why shouldn't the people have the voice in saying, in Iowa, us pro-life Iowans, we don't want abortion here. We want to help, truly help women. And, and abortion is not helping women. The answer is to support them with what their need is and the reason they're seeking abortion. Do they need to finish their education? Do they need housing? Do they need education? Do they need parenting help? Do they need clothing? Do they need diapers? Do they need a stroller? Do they need a car seat? And the answer is yes in all of these questions. All those questions. And so if they know and if we support, which we will, which Iowans will, uh, pro-life legislation that funds this for the first time ever, then we'll have success. Because people have to realize up until now, the federal government and state government haven't funded pro-life answers to crisis pregnancies. They funded Planned Parenthood. Mm. which kills babies. That's their major money source. At, at half a billion, Colleen, you're saying that's more than a... More than a million a day. It would be $365 million a year, and they get over $500 million a year. Yes. So, so for example, in you've heard about this Texas case. The heartbeat the law. The heartbeat. It's Senate Bill 8 in Texas. A lot of consternation among the pro boards in Texas. And what it said was... It, the, the revolutionary part of it was that it instead of like Dobbs, the Mississippi case, Dobbs is the state law enforcing the, the 15-week restriction or protection, I would call it. In Senate Bill 8 out of Texas, the heartbeat bill, as it's called, the state doesn't enforce that. And what the media put out there was, well, now we have a Texas law that creates pro or anti-abortion vigilantes. Now they're going to be suing the Uber driver that takes the woman to the abortion clinic. They're going to be suing the doctor <laughs> and so forth. So they pressed the pro-abortion media, pressed it out there as vigilantism and uh, uh, coercion and all those things where someone could win up to $10,000 in a civil suit by suing the doctor and so forth. Here's what you didn't hear about this law. First of all, the woman can't be sued. So for decades, we've been telling people the pro-lifers are the ones who are sympathetic to the woman. We don't believe in punishment for women. We don't believe in judgment for women that have had abortions. We want to help those women. So a lot of times people say, if you outlaw abortion, then you're going to start putting women in jail. No, that's, that's false. That's a lie. That's not going. Any true pro-lifer would never support that because these women need help. And here's how we're going to help them. So in Texas, for example, what your listeners might be surprised to hear is that they fund the Texas Alternatives to Abortion Act. And as part of that act is the Senate Bill 8, which was the heartbeat bill, which the pro-abortion media would say, they, they would use the term when cardiac activity can be detected. Well, for us normal people, we'd say, well, when the heartbeat could be detected. And so uh, what that means for the rest of us is we have to realize that in Texas, they funded these answers, these pro-life answers. So in Texas... Specifically, the answers are diapers, food, bottles, strollers, yes. clothes, yes. rent. And remember, in Texas, everything is bigger. So, so what is that? What's that number? Well, they didn't fund ten million. They didn't fund twenty million. Ten was million. ten was my guess. Ten was Colleen's guess. Colleen was way off. Yeah, they funded a hundred million dollars, and I'm trying to find my article here. A hundred million dollars for the Texas Alternatives to Abortion Act. And what that did was, here it is. Right there. That's that's Wisconsin. So what you're saying, Art, while you're looking there, I'm going to fill the gap with Texas passes a heartbeat law. Colleen, you've been saying heartbeats come in in about what 
stage of well, pregnancy? Well, heart starts beating six to eight um, I'm sorry, 20, 18 to 21 days Correct. after conception. So before the woman even knows that she's pregnant, the heartbeat has started. Now they're talking about detectable right. heartbeat. Right. So then that might be a few more weeks by the time you can catch it on an ultrasound. Yeah, they, but, say, they say roughly six weeks. But, but to talk about heartbeat, they want to call it cardiac activity because they want to dehumanize humanize the unborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a hundred million dollars are so. Here's what Texas did. Now remember, these places are already, and this is what we could do in Iowa with this Moms Act to refer to more options for maternal support. That would be our our uh, equivalent equivalent to Texas. So they uh, they have uh, programs that would participate. So presumably in Iowa, places like the Clarity Clinic here in Dubuque mm-hmm. would participate. Birthright could participate. Uh, one uh, company called the Human Coalition, they, sir, they referred more than 13,000 clients for parenting classes, 9,000 for Medicaid, 22,000 for SNAP and WIC food and nutrition benefits. And they served uh, about 100,000 clients uh, in Texas. Do... There are 171 locations in Texas. So how this Moms Act would work, we would fund it in Iowa. Maybe not 100 million because we only have 3 million people here. Texas has a lot more people. But instead of funding Planned Parenthood and abortion clinics, we could fund the Clarity Clinic. And we'd vote for this. Mm-hmm. That's the other beautiful thing about it. The we'd people would it. have a voice in this. So we'd vote for this and fund Clarity Clinic and Birthright in these places to, to be able to publicize and process and help really help women who come in and say, I don't have a place to stay. I don't have money. I don't have, I can't finish my degree. I don't have gas in my car. These are real things that that make women think there's no other answer, and there are answers. Art Galoon, attorney in Dubuque and uh, officer over Dubuque County Right to Life is our guest here. We will be back with segment two right after this. We are back. This is FM 98.3 KCRD. You're listening to The Chatter. This is a, a historic episode, number 30, but we've got uh, a, a great knowledgeable guest, Art Galoons, who's uh, one of the great treasures here in terms of knowing what's been going on in the right-to-life fight. He's been doing it for 45 years. Art, uh, we, we got talking about the Texas heartbeat law and the $100 million, that is right, $100 million the people of Texas have reallocated toward women, children, all kinds of things here so that they're not aborted. I was doing something similar. It's the Maternal Support Act, MOMS. That's in bill form right now. It hasn't been signed. Correct. It's it's being, in fact, tomorrow uh, the legislature is going to be taking it up, and it's the MOM stands for More Options for Maternal Support. So what, what dollars, I know we're not as big as Texas, $100 million, what do you think is going to happen here in Iowa with dollars for moms? Well, I'd hate to speculate because I don't Go know. Go ahead. We uh, can do that. Well, I, I don't want to put a, a ceiling on it, and I don't want to put a floor on it. Let's just talk about what it would cover. Uh, and I've given you a handout there, Tom, and we have these available yeah. at the Dubuque County Right to Life office at 2205 Carter Road. Uh, medical care, including pregnancy tests, STD tests, ultrasound services, prenatal care, baby essentials, cribs, clothing, formula, diapers, safety devices like car seats, counseling, referral, care coordination, service, coordination services, housing and employment assistance during pregnancy and up for one year after birth, 
classes to prepare for pregnancy, birth, parenting, adoption, nutrition, life Holy skills, cow. employment readiness. It's all the very real things that women in crisis want help on, and we can give it to them if we're free to do it. So in other words, it's trying to take away any reason that a woman would give for aborting her child. It's give sim- her financial Simply resources. put, it, it would be this. If a woman comes to Mary's Inn, if a woman comes to the Clarity Clinic, if a woman comes to Birthright or Dubuque County Right to Life and says, I'm pregnant, I'm scared, I don't think I can have this baby, and here's why, will you help me? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. We will help you, and this mom's bill is going to help us do that. But it takes the structure, as I said, is in place. Clarity Clinic's already there. Mary's Inn is already there. Birthright's already there. Mm-hmm. Dubuque County Right to Life's already there. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of places that help. The WIC program is already there. The SNAP program's already there. There's rental assistance, and we will take some of that money that used to go to Planned Parenthood and put it toward good use. So will that bill totally defund Planned Parenthood? No, but it's interesting you mention that because there was just, uh, oddly enough, the, or the Iowa Supreme Court just decided a case that said Iowa can decide whether their federal dollars, which they administer, go to Planned Parenthood. The Supreme Court upheld the defunding the of federal, Planned The federal Supreme Court. Yeah, the state no, Supreme Court. The Iowa Supreme Court upheld the state's right to decide where Medicaid funds go, and if they don't want to give them to Planned Parenthood, they don't have to. Well, praise God. Yeah, that was a big deal. Wow. Again, did another that... reason that we want the fight local. Yes. Well, speaking of local, I mean, I hear that kind of stuff, and I don't catch it on the local news. Well, and that's one thing I would tell your listeners and supporters. You have to be a critical reader, and you have to be a critical listener. So, for example, when you hear the first story about the Texas heartbeat bill, I can almost guarantee that people would say, well, yeah, I heard about that. Gee, isn't that where they're making private citizens vigilantes and they're going to sue everybody, sue the mm-hmm, Uber driver mm-hmm. who takes the woman to the abortion clinic? Because it's Texas. They got guns and they're vigilantes. Well, but the problem is they wouldn't hear about the money that Texas allocated to help these women. And they wouldn't hear about the fact that the woman can't be sued. The woman's not going to be in any kind of legal jeopardy. The abortionist might be sued for killing the child mm-hmm. after six weeks to killing a child with a beating heart. Abortion, every child dies from abortion has a beating heart. We just can detect it around six weeks. But you're saying we need to be critical thinkers because the mainstream media is only going to uh, report things with a, a, their bias, which is in favor of abortion. Right. Even I know the language. Like you read an AP story. So this is a perfect example. You read an AP story. I remember the first time, this was years ago, someone wrote a pro-life letter to the editor, and the Telegraph Herald changed the caption to be um, anti-abortion. And they called and said, no, it's it's a pro-life. No, the AP style automatically changes pro-life to anti-abortion, showing that's, their bias. Well, and that's correct. And I brought with me uh, pages from the February 6, 2022 Sunday Telegraph Herald. There was their uh, double-take column in the opinion section, which poses uh, Jim Giese from the, Praise Jim Giese. the right? conservative side, presumably, labeled on one side, and then Ralph Sharnow on the other side. And the question was, what would happen if Roe v. Wade is reversed? And I urge you to read that, because if you read Mr. Giese's side, it's a coherent defense of life, and it's a positive, it illustrates 
the structure that's there present and ready and waiting to help women if Roe is reversed and if the people have a vote and a voice and how to do that with their volunteerism and their money. And as Jim says at the end of that article, he says, Roe's reversal will shepherd women and their children, born and unborn, through life-affirming doors where, as always, they will be welcomed, loved, and cared for. Come through these doors. Help is there. That's a beautiful statement of, of sentiment and fact. I want to go deeper on that because I got a couple of alphas in here, Art Galoon and Colleen Pasnick here, and you've been both on the front lines for pro-life. You wouldn't be running uh, maternity and Mary's maternity and in Ralph, or Ralph, uh, <laughs> he's Ralph, I'm he's, Art. He's, yeah. uh, Art, you've been doing this for 45 years. We just went down the litany of dollars that buy everything from strollers to baby bottle nipples. But it strikes me that, Colleen, you've said these women are scared. They don't know where to turn to. Where, Aside from all of the hard assets, if that's the right way to talk about that in, in terms of freeing up money, what about the nurturing and the, the reassurance and the, and the self-doubt that goes along with it? What's that look like in this conversation? I'll let you start with that one, Colleen, because you're... I'm, I'm in the educational effort, and we do help women who come in very often. But you're seeing these women come in pregnant, wanting to have their babies, maybe they had abortions in the past, and they're, they're living in Mary's Inn. Right. The whole reason Mary's Inn started was right what you said earlier, Art. They came home. They were minors, 15, 15, and 16. They came home. They told their parents they were pregnant. And their parents said, you have an abortion or you're out of here. Wow. And these girls said, we don't want to have an abortion. Like you said earlier, that you know they, they didn't want to have an abortion. And so there was no place for them to go in Dubuque. So what you are talking about, opening doors, come through the doors, that compassionate response, there are so many people in this community that will help a woman who wants to, who will get, give her child, uh, let her child see the light of day. What does she need? Um, in material goods, in support, in Because it strikes me, Colleen, classes. that it's if you're 15, 16, and you're pregnant, and you've been told to get an abortion by someone who means a lot to you, mm-hmm. a parent, mm-hmm. you need more than, than baby formula and diapers. You do need that emotional support. And I will also tell you, that might be where it starts with the parent's attitude, but many times after the initial shock wears off, mm-hmm. they do say, you know, we want her to come back home. We, we, we're going to support her. So that's a success right there. But And some of it is we want those parents of young women and young girls to know the help is there. So imagine a girl who says, I don't want to have an abortion, Mom and Dad. And they say, well, you know what? I, I know where we can get help. Mm-hmm. And believing that help is there. I also, I'll put a plug in for the Dubuque community. You know, we, we here in the tri-state area, we have very generous, generous people. Amen. And our city is is dedicated there's lots of social services in dubuque that can combine with what we're trying to offer at different places like clarity clinic and mary's inn and birthright birthright and dubuque county right to life and other places there's a lot of people willing to help so it it isn't just like the moms act has to fund this whole thing i mentioned WIC and snap and these other programs and people need to know about those and we need to work hand in hand but we need to change the ethic and the viewpoint on abortion abortion doesn't help women it kills babies and it doesn't help women and and women thinks it helps them but over time they in in our experience in talking with women who've had abortions it doesn't they never forget 
They never forget. They never forget, and they know that it's a baby. I mean, of all the talk of fetus or blob of tissues, they know it's a baby. And like you said earlier, they feel trapped. They don't know what else to do. Maybe nobody's going to help them. Um, it's 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 just bad. Right. For and, and and the thing is, the funny thing is, it's all about from the pro-abortion side. It's about freedom of choice, right? Mm-hmm. What we hear from women is, "I felt like I had no choice." Really? Sure, because school was in the way, rent was in the way, my partner or boyfriend was in the way, my parents were in the way, and they were all pushing me in the direction that was was making me choose to kill my baby. What we need to do, and there's a way to do it. And jumping back to Roe, if Roe is reversed, the structure's in place to help, and all we need to do is unleash it, and we need to support it with money, quite frankly. That's what the Mom's Bill is all about. I need to mention one other thing. Iowa has a special place. If Roe is reversed, Iowa, unfortunately, had a Supreme Court in 2018 that found a right to abortion in Iowa's Constitution, as as unbelievable as that may sound. It was a 5-2 to two decision. We only have seven justices on the Iowa Supreme Court. So if Roe is reversed, abortion is going to still be legal in Iowa because of the Supreme Court decision. It was a really? case, yeah, it was a case where the issue was is a 72-hour waiting period legal. And the Iowa Supreme Court used that case to find a right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution and like the federal constitution in Roe v. Wade, in my view, there is no such right. And in fact, the two dissenters the two justices who dissented in that, Justices Waterman and Mansfield, wrote beautiful dissents, those two against the other five, saying this is basically without legal foundation. It goes against everything the Iowa Constitution is all about, and it's wrong. And you looked at the references they cited. Oh, sure. I mean, they're brilliant jurists. And in any event, so in Iowa, if Roe is reversed, in Iowa we have a special problem. We have a state constitution that's been interpreted by our Iowa Supreme Court to have a right to abortion. So if the federal right to abortion goes away when Roe is reversed, Iowa st- still has a problem. We, we could become a hub and a center for abortion in Iowa, and we don't want that to happen. And that's why the other thing I want to talk about is the Protect Life Amendment. There's been proposed— In Iowa. In Iowa. In the last legislative session— a year ago, the Iowa legislature passed a Protect Life uh, Amendment, and it's very simple. And all it's meant to do is reverse this 2018 Iowa Supreme Court decision, and the Protect Life Amendment simply says this, to defend the dignity of all human life and protect unborn children from efforts to expand abortion, even to the point of birth, we the people of the state of Iowa declare that this constitution, constitution does not recognize, grant, or secure a right to abortion or require the public funding of abortion. End. That's the, that's all it says. It's simply an abortion-neutral amendment, so that no justice or judge can look to the Iowa Constitution and say, "Well, there's a right to abortion in the Constitution." That now, they somehow imagined that or they fabricated. Imagined. So this amendment will undo that 2018 decision I mentioned. But as you might expect, the process for amending the Constitution is arduous in any state. So in Iowa, it's already had step one, which was passage by the Iowa Legislature in 2001. Both houses. Yes. So. It has to go through a whole other year in one election. So that election is this fall in November. So once that election is over, and the reason they do that is to see if the majority of Iowans want to resend and send. So it's not a knee-jerk Correct. reaction. It has to be positively passed and show support over several years. So the earliest it could come up again for consideration by the legislature is uh, 2023. 
So, so we have it passed in 21, election in 22, passed again hopefully in 23, and then it goes to a vote of the people. So people will start to hear about the PLA or the Protect Life Amendment, and your listeners need to be watching for that. They need to be watching for that and the Moms Act. So, so how huge is this fall, fall's election here in it's Iowa? It's very big. It's very big. And, and at Dubuque County Right to Life, we don't support or oppose candidates. But we do tell people what their records are. So we consider that educational if someone says, well, how did so-and-so vote on such and such a bill? So we will have records about how people have voted on the Protect Life Amendment. Even and what about the new uh, candidates, Colleen, on that? that makes I'm sorry, you yeah, have We need to find out. I mean, I think to be kind of right to life sends out a survey to people running and well, say, where do you stand there, there's, on this? Yes, we do that. And so we'll do that again. And uh, so as election time approaches, again, we don't, we don't support or oppose any candidate. But, if, but we consider ourselves a factual educational organization, and most people want to know the truth. So when someone calls and says, how did so-and-so vote on the Protect Life Amendment in the 2021 legislative session, if they're up again for election, we'll tell them how they voted. And then, then, the, list, then the person who asked that question of us can make their own decision. And so how was that in the 2021? It was passed. Was it close? Was it a landslide? Was it... Uh, do you... Virtually every Republican, uh, except two, voted for the Protect Life Amendment. I know Lee Hine from Monticello, I want to say, he did not vote for the Protect Life Amendment. I know Pam Yoakum did not vote for the Protect Life Amendment. Um, so those are two examples. But one Pam Republican, over... one Democrat. Yeah. And, well, the Democratic platform is pro-abortion, so... That decides the question. Chuck Eisenhart did not vote for the pro-life amendment. But just because protect life amendment. But I mean. just because they're a Republican doesn't mean they're going to vote for it, like you said, Lee Hine, right? Yeah, correct. So, yeah. so uh, we do need to contact our legislators, regardless of what party they are. We need to make our voice heard. Yeah, and, and you, they can do specifically this. They can call and say, "Did you vote for the Protect Life Amendment?" Or if you were not in the legislator legislative uh, legislature at that time. Do you intend to vote for it when it comes up again? Because it will. And the second question would be, do you support the Moms Act? Is it a hard schedule in 2023, or is it just, I mean, is it on the legislative agenda? They'll, it'll have to be proposed again. Okay. But, it's, yeah, it's set to come. Oh, it'll be proposed. All it takes is one person to propose it, the amendment. So So how do I find out who to call? In terms of? In terms of asking them, did you pass or did you vote for the pro-life amendment? Protect Life Amendment. How do I know who my representatives are? Can it, well, is it one phone call? You can go. The easiest way is to go to the just Google Iowa Legislature and go in and follow their prompts, and they'll give you. I think you can put your zip code in and tell you who your representatives and senators are in Iowa. And but, I encourage everybody to do that. But let's go back. Is Dubuque County Right to Life doing a voter guide going into the election? Do you know? We don't normally do a voter guide. We will do, do the issues guide. We will do. Uh, often we'll do a survey um, that asks those specific questions. Of the legislators. Yes. The can- and candidates. The candidates, the candidates. correct. Yes. Yeah. And, so, s- and some, many respond, and some don't. So is this bill in the representatives or the senators, or will they both end up voting on it? The Protect Life Amendment is in both. Okay. So the entire yeah everybody gets to vote on that and the moms act uh, moms bill everybody will get to vote on that too. Okay. Just while we're talking to elections, I've forgotten Iowa Constitution. Are the Supreme Court justices in the state of Iowa elected or appointed? 
They're originally appointed, and then they stand for what's called an, a retention election in rotating fashion. Um, and I, I apologize, Tom. I wish I could tell you when the next one. Usually, usually one or more is on the ballot in November for retention. They have to get at least 60% of the popular vote to stay on the bench. You might remember a few years ago with the uh, gay rights decision mm-hmm. that they, they made, uh, three justices were voted off in the following retention vote. Art, we're up against the clock here in segment two. We'll be right back with Art Galoon and Colleen Pasnick on The Chatter. This is FM 98.3 KCRD. We're back. This is segment three of episode 30. We're recording on the feast day of St. Valentine's. It'll be too late to make reparations, so we hope you had foresight for doing it here. What did you you get your beautiful wife? Flowers or candy or both? Uh, What did I do here? Um, Well, I renewed my devotion to her. Oh, that's nice. Yes. We had a big... um, This is on the eve of... uh, the big Super Bowl, of which I'm mm. not a big football fan, but it is a good social effect, and, and we had a, a feast, so we may be looking to see what we didn't feast on here last night. <laughs> is anyway. going to be on the program, or are we still counting down? Art, no, this, this is, is important. Is My wife listens, and right. she needs okay. to know I'm thinking of her here. <laughs> Art's Art, all business. Art, Art Galuna is with us. We've been talking about uh, uh, the abortion of the last... 60 years, 50 years, all. It was 1967, you said, up in uh, Colorado. Colorado. Which is crazy. When we've been talking about all of the things that could be happening and all the things that are happening, I think we need to talk about what we can do for the people. What are the results? What are, what are the next steps? Okay. In my view, for our listeners and supporters who are listening to this, I'd offer them these considerations for what to do. First of all, pray. Pray for these women and their babies and men and women in crisis pregnancies that they can find their way to us, to the people that are here to help, because the help is there. And for women who've had abortions, never judge, just support. Then I would say, support the organizations that are in place that are already there helping these women. And I speak of Mary's Inn here in Dubuque, Clarity Clinic, mm-hmm. the Pregnancy Center here in Dubuque over on Hillcrest, has a beautiful new educational beautiful. center. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, Birthright. Birthright, of course. Downtown on 9th Street? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and just to plug Dubuque County Right to Life here, if you want educational materials, if you want facts, if you want information, if you want truth, call us at 556-5960. We're open every day. We have a lending library. The newest book we have in is called What to Say When. It's a brand new book, easy to read, that refutes and tells you how to talk to people coherently and with knowledge about the truth and beauty of the pro-life view. It's a wonderful book. And you don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar or a super genius to understand it because the truth is so basic and so simple and so beautiful. So those things are available. Go on our website at dcrtl.org. We have a Facebook page. There's all sorts of information on there. We're there, and it's all free. And if you don't get our Dubuque County Right to Life newsletter, or for that matter, KCRD's newsletter, call up. You know, it's free. If you support us, that's great. If you don't, we're still going to send it to you. We have a 1,000 paid members of Dubuque County Right to Life. Wow. And we're proud of that. And the reason we have so much support is because we believe 
that this should be a search for the truth. And we believe on the abortion issue and related issues and fantasizing human and euthanasia. We found that truth, and we want to disseminate it to people. And uh, one more thing I'd offer. You know, we have people who work at abortion clinics who leave the abortion industry at some point. Mm -hmm. We never see people leave the pro-life movement who are volunteering at places like Mary's Inn. Once in, you're in for life. Or Birthright or Clarity Clinic. They don't leave and go to the work at Emma Goldman or some other killing center Mm -hmm. because you don't leave the truth. No. You come to the truth. Great point. So... Uh, call or contact Dubuque County Right to Life at dcrtl.org or 556 Slow down, Art. DC. RTL stands for Dubuque County Right to Life.org. We have a Facebook page. Just Google DCRTL or Dubuque County Right to Life, and you'll see, have access to all kinds of information. Do you get you, people stopping by up on Asbury? We do, frequently. We have a parking lot big enough to accommodate people, so stop by, come in and see Paige Johnson. She's our executive assistant. She'll be right at the front desk or... Uh, Augustine Payne, our new executive director, they'll help you in any way they can. And uh, we're proud of what we built here. And we built it because people in the tri-state area understand we're selling the truth. Mm-hmm. We're disseminating the truth, and we do it for free because we have so much support. Then I would say read and listen critically. We've talked a little bit about how the media often will use anti-abortion to describe pro-lifers. They'll use pro-choice to describe the pro-abortion people. And they need to read and get behind the headlines. Texas law was a good example. All you heard from the, the national media was this is a vigilante bill that will hurt uh, women and have people suing the Uber driver. You know, we didn't touch on that, but there's some numbers already in since that heartbeat law went in. What, what are, Colleen, you Colleen had something. Had yeah, I had it. It was a LifeSite News article from, um, what's the date on this article? From February 11th, so pretty recent. And it says that the Texas abortions plummeted by 60% in the first month after that ban went into effect. Now, in all honesty, regretfully, some of that means that that Texas women went to other states to get abortions. On the other hand, what it also means is that women considering abortion hopefully availed themselves of the opportunities and 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 help that was there, the real helps that, that is there. Mm-hmm. You need help with your rent. You need help with your car. You need the car seat. You need to finish college. That help is there. And it's in the tri-state area, too, and, and we need people to help provide that. And lastly, I'd say to people in our area, be aware of where their representatives and senators stand on these issues. Call them, ask them, write them, get the information. At some point before this fall's election, we'll have it at Dubuque County Right to Life. And then also uh, follow the Protect Life amendment that I read before. It's simply an amendment to the Iowa Constitution that will make the Iowa Constitution abortion neutral. It's not pro-abortion. It's not pro-life. It just says the Constitution doesn't vote on abort, doesn't say anything about abortion either way. So that will nullify this 2018 Supreme Court case and will at least be on a level playing field. And then the people of Iowa... But is that enough if it's neutral? We hope so. Because then no justice is going to be able to point to the Constitution and say this Constitution in Clause X says it's pro-abortion. But would that prevent a future legislative session by enacting a a bill signed into law that uh, creates a right to, or creates a... That legalizes abortion? Legalizes abortion. No, but that's the whole point. We want that right. 
because we're we're happy and convinced that when we get the message about life before birth and the positive pro-life answers to crisis pregnancies out to people, they'll vote the pro-life way. They won't vote to have Iowa be a, an abortion haven. They won't vote to have abortion clinics in Iowa. And over time, we'll just eliminate it because we're going to hopefully be in a situation where no woman's going to be able to say, I had to have an abortion because I had no choice. I had no money. I had no place to go. I had no support. A lot of women come and they say, I just felt so alone. I'm mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. Now, that's and they aren't that, alone. And they're not alone. And that's a, a great lot of information for Iowans. Right here on the river, what, do you, what can you tell about our friends in East Dubuque or Dickeyville. Okay, well, let me give you a little rundown. Illinois has a pro-abortion legislature, basically, and a pro-abortion governor, and they actually have a statute that has codified, as we say, put in the the Illinois code that abortion is legal. So it's legal now under Roe. If Roe's reversed, Illinois is going to have a statute on the books that legalizes abortion. So they're different from other states. Wisconsin, has a 24-hour waiting period. They have a pro-life legislature. They have a pro-abortion governor, Tony Evers. They've just sent him some pro-abortion legislation that was passed out of the legislature, and he said, I'm not signing it. He ran on it. He's not signing. He said, I'm never going to sign pro-life legislation. So in Wisconsin, there's work to do. In both those states, you can Google or contact Illinois Right to Life if you want to help. In Wisconsin, you can contact Wisconsin Right to Life. Minnesota, it's Minnesota's, Minnesota Citizens for Life is their pro-life group up there. Maybe we need to... I'm here in Illinois, right to life. Am I going too fast? No, but what I'm thinking here is, is Colleen saying we're right on the river here. Do we serve with these agencies, Mary's Inn, Dubuque County Right to Life, Birthright, uh, our good friends over at Clarity Clinic? Are we serving women from Wisconsin and Illinois? I couldn't give you numbers, but I'll tell you for Dubuque County Right to Life, we're never going to turn away someone. We don't care where they live. If they've come in looking for information or help from us, they're going to get it. Colleen, what's your... Absolutely. And, you know, I was talking to a woman from southwest Wisconsin, and she said there's no services in southwest Wisconsin. Well, that's what I'm thinking. So Although I think Clarity's trying to get up into Platteville. There is a Clarity Clinic in Platteville. I don't think it's the same Clarity Clinic, but they're like sister um, oh, organizations. Okay. But, um, yeah, very much a, a, a lack of services in southwest Wisconsin. So I know people are coming over. I mean, you guys know. You don't even know when you're in one state or the other. It's it's all one big blob. Why did she look at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she looked at you, Tom, and not me. What else, Art? Well, I would just um, offer to people, if you have um, a view that you want to help, remember that women and men in crisis, couples in crisis over unplanned pregnancies or crisis pregnancies, they're looking for help. And to offer them abortion is not truly helping them either in the current instance or in the long term. certainly does nothing for their child who's going to be killed. The other thing I'd offer is, you know, and this came up in the Supreme Court arguments in the Dobbs case. We knew back when Roe was was decided back in 1973 and even before that, that uh, abortion, the pro-aborts were on a collision course with science and with history. Mm-hmm. We have a whole generation of people, young people, who have grown up seeing their little brothers and sisters on the refrigerator in their ultrasound picture months before they're born. Months before they're born. So you go into high school class these days or middle school class, they know what an unborn child looks like. They're ready to receive the truth of how to help women in crisis pregnancies. Because you can't, we, we have a fair booth every year at the Dubuque County Fair, the Dubuque County Right to Life Fair booth. And when we have our fetal models out there that show from conception to birth mm-hmm. what an unborn child, like all of us, developed, 
those kids come up and they they know exactly what they're seeing and as through a child's eyes the truth is no mystery it's only us adults that mix it all up you know that's i just want to share a story that happened because of the dubuque county right to life booth out of the fairgrounds this was years ago turns out we got a call when i was working at dubuque county right to life we got a call from um, a pregnancy counselor in arizona and she was talking with a young woman who was pre- in a crisis pregnancy and but the woman told her i don't want to have an abortion because i know it's a baby so they got to talking turns out this young woman grew up in dubuque county and remembers being at the fairgrounds and looking wow. at the fetal models at the dubuque county booth mm. at the dubuque county to right hear. to life booth and so she told the counselor this story so that counselor in arizona called dubuque county right to life to say keep up the good work well one's enough we save one then yeah. that's just the start but it makes it all worthwhile it would be an interesting conversation how many have been saved in the last 60 years uh, Anyway, yeah, it, it's it, and I would also just like to say thank you to any of your listeners who have supported Dubuque County Right to Life in the past. We we can't we couldn't have built this beautiful education center and done the work that we've done for all these years. Um, we formed uh, incorporated in 1986 without the support of the tri-state area, and people in this area are wonderful. They want to help, and that's you know if there's someone out there who's in crisis right now, if they're listening to this, call, call Dubuque County Right to Life. Call the Clarity Clinic. Call me. We'll make sure they get help. If they need a place to live, if they need clothing, they need food, they need we'll, we'll, they need doctor, if they need prenatal care, if they need their own doctor. Call this radio station, yeah. 563-566-3545. And also, as long as I'm a lawyer, there's pro-life lawyers out there that will help these women and just be their attorney also. Really? Yeah, women who come in and say, well, I, I don't, who's going to help me? Who's going to represent me? Well, I, among others, will do that for free. So pro bono, yeah. and that's she, not she, that's not a solicitation. That's just information. But Clarity Clinic and Birthright, they they know that. And I, there's not just me. There's plenty of lawyers who will help. And, and that's not just if they're considering adoption. There's a lot of times that that women in crisis have gotten in other situations where they're just lost, kind of lost in the legal system, lost in a system that they they want that they need help in, whatever it might be. And sometimes having a lawyer help you makes a big deal it just it, it removes one of the barriers for that person who's thinking i can't have a baby because of this whatever the this is so you we know, got you covered help. we got food we got clothing we got war- i'm going to say warm fuzzy attorneys well, <laughs> <laughs> i'll let them decide that tom but thanks for thinking of me that way the you're, 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 you're the only one today the big teddy bear you're the only here. one today that's done that i think well that's as nice as we're going to get because right now we've got a pivot here you talked about praying and colleen we're going to uh, we're going to pray we're just days away how far are we from lent ash wednesday <clears throat> well ash wednesday is march 2nd this year it's on a wednesday imagine that Ash Wednesday, falling on a Wednesday. It was last year. It was yeah. on a Wednesday. I, you know. Anyway, it is a nice pivot because Art did talk about the necessity of praying to end abortion and the power that there is in prayer. And so one of the things that we like to do on this show, too, is to mention tradition um, that the Catholic Church, you know, has the traditions that they have had for millennium, not just centuries, but millennium. So I had no idea, because I'm really a post-Vatican II baby. I had no idea. There's something in the old calendar, the before-Vatican II calendar, that kind of got you ready for Lent. It's like the stretching before the exercise. And it's uh, Septuagesima Sunday, which was this past Sunday. Yesterday, the 13th. Yesterday, yes. And if they're they're hearing this on the 12th and 13th, 
12 no what's the next weekend it's uh 19th and 20th right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would be sexagesima sunday and then the weekend after that would be quinquagesima sunday so tom go back in your memory what do those terms mean well they're latin for uh, you, you build backwards and i'm not saying build that better art uh, 40 days in Lent, if you go to the Sunday before Ash Wednesday, that's 50, 50 days, which is quinquagesima. The Sunday before is sexagesima for the Latin. 60. 50 is quinque, 60 is sex, and uh, 70 days, which is where we're at right now in that, in that uh, septima jesima. Right, and so a lot of the traditions in those times, it would be, you know, they would start wearing purple vestments at church. And I, I thought that's a great, great idea because I don't know about you or the listeners, but usually it's Ash Wednesday and I go, oh, it's Lent. What am I going to do for Lent? Well, like, it surprises me every year. Yeah, the beauty of yeah. waking you up before you're ready. Yeah. So this way, you kind of get to run, oh, yeah, maybe I'll start thinking about Lent. Oh, yeah. Art's saying, keep talking. That way he's not going to get any more questions. No, I do have some. I do have some trivia questions for for Art that relate to the pro-life issue. But I did want to ask you about the Latin terms. There we are. Do do I get to use a lifeline here, like phone a friend or... uh, Yes, you do. Ask someone in the audience? You will know the answer to these pro-life trivia questions. Tom handled the Catholic questions. We have a minute left for a couple pro-life questions. All right. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Um, Isn't abortion necessary because there's always going to be cases of rape and incest or the mother's life? Well, let me answer that as quickly as I can. First of all, I call rape, incest, and fetal deformity the unholy trinity of the pro-abortion argument. And the answer is this. In each of those cases, we're still dealing with a human life, so we have to remember that. And you don't want the child to have to pay for the crime of the father. As we've discussed, it does a woman no favor to say, oh, you've been raped and victimized. Let's victimize you again by aborting your child. Hmm. Instead of saying, and the other thing people need to know is there's no medical evidence that abortion is somehow a cure for the trauma of rape. It's not. And there have been women that have been through that circumstance and said, the one good thing that came out of my terrible experience was that child was born. And so as a society, as a people will say, well, you're going to have a baby either way, dead through abortion or alive through birth. We'll help you in every way we can, just like we've been talking about for the last hour. And then if, if you want to keep that child, keep the child, and we'll help you in every way possible. If you don't, we'll find a family who will. But first of all, it's not going to make things better. It's not a cure for the trauma you've been through. In fact, it'll re-traumatize you. So that's the answer. It's still a human life. The principles still apply. You don't kill a child for the crime of their father. Fetal deformity, the same thing. The disability of a child doesn't judge their humanity. And incest, the same thing. Life of the mother, uh, doctors these days will tell you that the quintessential example they'll give you of the mother on the table, and it's a choice between the woman and the baby, rarely, and some would say, never happens. And so the answer to that is, if the mother's life is in danger, you do everything you can to protect that mother that you need to do medically in whatever the situation is. You never directly kill the child in doing that. You don't abort the child to save the mother. 
as, a, as an indirect result, if the child dies through your efforts to change the mother, then that can happen. Because you've done every effort to save the child. But, yes, but it's still very rare. And what you find is those reasons, particularly rape, incest, and fetal deformity, are the, the door openers that the pro-abortion people want you to accept because then they'll have a whole bunch of other arguments to say, well, if you allow it in that circumstance, then you certainly allow it in this circumstance. And they'll, they'll, then you then you've, they've broken down the door. But Art Galoon is our guest today. You've successfully talked your way out of a second question. You have. You talked long Colleen. enough, Denny. Yeah. I had a few more earmarked here. But Art successfully answered the life uh, trivia, and Tom, you successfully answered the Catholic tradition trivia. So good job, guys. Well, thank you very much for having me on. It's been a pleasure, and uh, uh, I don't want to invite myself back, but I'd be happy to come back anytime. You'll be back for sure. And we're going to close with a prayer in the name of the Father, the and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. You're listening to The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. Keep listening. We love you.